Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Tuesday, May 3rd. U.S. equities closed higher in another choppy session as investors appeared cautious ahead of the Fed's policy decision slated for tomorrow afternoon. The markets remained tense through the day as expectations continued to build that the Fed is likely to be aggressive in its monetary policy tightening cycle. Moreover, a handful of overarching themes continued to tamp down sentiment, including the ongoing war in Ukraine, the recent jump in interest rates, the rise in the U.S. dollar, and the economic impact of the COVID lockdowns in China. In economic news, factory orders rose nearly double expectations, and the prior month was favorably revised to an increase while the number of jobs available increased, with the number of workers quitting hitting a fresh all-time high. Meanwhile, earnings season remained in full force as Pfizer posted a profit on increased COVID vaccine and treatment revenues. Expedia reported a loss that was mostly in line with expectations, however offered an upbeat outlook, while Clorox bested forecasts but adjusted its guidance, citing higher costs. Treasuries were mixed, and the U.S. dollar paired a recent rally, while crude oil prices were lower and gold turned to the upside. Europe closed mostly higher after yesterday's fall, with markets in the U.K. returning to action following yesterday's holiday. Asia was mostly lower in lackluster volume, with markets in China, Japan, and India closed for holidays. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 67 points, or 0.2%, to 33,129. The S&P 500 Index increased 20 points, or 0.5%, to 4,175. And the Nasdaq Composite advanced 28 points, or 0.2%, to 12,564. In heavy volume, 4.5 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.5 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil lost $2.76 to $102.41 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price traded $7 higher to $1,870.60 per ounce. and The dollar index was 0.3% lower at 103.46. In equity news on Tuesday, Pfizer, ticker symbol PFE, reported adjusted first quarter earnings per share of $1.62, well ahead of the $1.47 faxed estimate, as revenues jumped 77% year-over-year to $25.66 billion, above the street's forecast of $23.86 billion. The pharmaceutical giant cited $13.2 billion in sales of its COVID vaccine and $1.5 billion in receipts for its oral antiviral treatment, Paxlovid. Pfizer reaffirmed its full-year guidance. Shares were slightly higher. Expedia Group, ticker symbol EXPE, reported an adjusted first quarter loss of $0.47 per share compared to the fact set estimate calling for a shortfall of $0.48 per share as revenues increased 80% year-over-year to $2.25 billion, roughly in line with forecasts. The travel booking portal said during the quarter the early effects of the Omicron variant outbreak were offset by increased pent-up demand for travel. Chief Executive Officer Peter Kern said, quote, As we have seen many times during COVID, this quarter was a tale of two stories. 
There was early impact from Omicron left over from late last year, which faded as the turnaround in demand reached new highs since the start of COVID, end quote. Expedia said while the war in Ukraine did temper some of the recovery in Europe, it has observed new highs in travel since the start of the pandemic, and it sees a strong recovery in leisure travel this summer. Expedia was over 10% lower. Clorox Company, ticker symbol CLX, posted a fiscal third quarter profit of $1.31 per share compared to the $0.92 cent Faxit estimate. Revenues nudged 1.6% higher year-over-year to $1.81 billion, a shade above the expected $1.79 billion. However, Clorox adjusted its outlook, saying it now sees full-year earnings per share within a range of $4.05 and $4.30 from its prior estimate of between $4.25 to $4.50 per share. The consumer products manufacturer said the change in guidance is due to an extra $30 million of incremental costs that it now expects during the period as a result of the spike in oil prices. Shares traded to the upside. First quarter earnings season continues in earnest, and of the 328 S&P 500 companies that have reported thus far, roughly 67% have topped sales expectations, and about 80% have bested profit projections per data compiled by Bloomberg. So far, year-over-year sales growth is tracking to be up 13.9%, and earnings growth is on track to be 4.8% higher. Schwab's chief investment strategist, Lizanne Saunders, discusses the volatile market action in equities that have pulled back and breached the March lows in her article, Land of Confusion, Soft or Hard. She talks about how recession chatter has picked up increasingly for numerous reasons, not least being the spike in oil prices, slowdown in economic growth estimates, and the Fed's transition from accommodative to tighter monetary policy. Lizanne adds that while timing a recession is an impossible task, understanding that one is on the horizon, regardless of when it arrives, is crucial. She discusses how we think it's prudent on the part of investors to consider the items that are typically checked off leading up to and in recessions. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. Amid the recent volatility, check out our take on last week's sell-off in the article Stock Market Volatility, Schwab's Quick Take, where we discuss Schwab's view that the risk of recession is rising and volatility is likely to continue. We suggest that equity investors should limit their risk-taking and use rebalancing to maintain their strategic allocations. You can read all of our market commentary on our Market Insights page, and you can follow us on Twitter at Schwab Research. In economic news on Tuesday, factory orders increased 2.2% month-over-month in March versus the Bloomberg estimate of a 1.2% rise, with the prior month's 0.5% decrease being revised higher to 0.1% increase. Durable goods orders, preliminarily reported two weeks ago, were revised favorably to a 1.1% advance for March, and excluding transportation, orders were upwardly adjusted to a 1.4% gain. Finally, non-defense capital goods orders, excluding aircraft, considered a proxy for capital spending, was favorably revised to a 1.3% increase. 
The Labor Department's Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, or JOLTS, a measure of unmet demand for labor, showed an increase to 11.55 million jobs available to be filled in March from February's upwardly revised level of an 11.34 million rate. The Bloomberg consensus estimate called for an 11.20 million level. The report showed the hiring rate remained at February's 4.5% level and separations increased to 4.2% from the prior month's 4% pace. The quit rate ticked higher to 3% from February's 2.9% pace, a new all-time high at 4.54 million positions. Treasuries were mixed after yields have gained ground as of late, as the markets grapple with a host of headwinds and expectations that the Fed is set to get aggressive with monetary policy tightening. The Federal Open Market Committee has kicked off its two-day monetary policy meeting today, which will conclude tomorrow with its decision on the Fed funds rate. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell has suggested a rate hike of 50 basis points is on the table, which would be the first time it raised rates in excess of 25 basis points in over 20 years. Meanwhile, the beginning of its balance sheet reduction program is also set to start soon, with a ramp up to $95 billion in securities to mature off the balance sheet each month. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, Kathy Jones, notes in her latest article, At Last, Income in the Fixed Income Market, noting how the first quarter was brutal for fixed income investors as bond prices fell and yields rose. However, she notes how the steep rise in yields should mean that income investors can finally earn relatively attractive yields in the bond market after enduring nearly three years of near-zero interest rates. Be sure to follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. The yield on the two-year note rose two basis points to 2.75%, while the yield on the 10-year note declined three basis points to 2.97%, and the 30-year bond rate decreased four basis points to 3.02%. The economic calendar for tomorrow will be headlined by the aforementioned FOMC monetary policy decision, but will also include the ADP employment survey, with economists projecting that private sector jobs rose by 385,000 during April, as well as the March trade balance report, estimated to show the deficit widened to $107.1 billion from the $89.2 billion deficit posted in the month prior. The day will continue with the final read for S&P Global's services PMI for April, anticipated to remain unchanged at the preliminary estimate of 54.7, and the ISM services index expected to come in higher at 58.5 for April compared to 58.3 in March. Finally, MBA mortgage applications will round out the docket. In international news on Tuesday, European equities closed mostly higher and bounced back from a tumble yesterday as the markets braced for key monetary policy decisions from the Fed and the Bank of England this week. The moves came following the region's response to the sharp late-day sell-off in the U.S. on Friday, along with some economic data in the region. The unemployment rate in the Eurozone remained at 6.8%, above the slight decrease to 6.7% that was forecasted, and a read on wholesale prices for the region came in hotter than expected. Employment data in Germany, on the other hand, was upbeat, and manufacturing activity out of the UK picked up in April, despite the continued inflationary pressures. 
However, sentiment remained hampered by the ongoing war in Ukraine and its impact on energy supply in the region, along with China's COVID-related slowdown and the recent spike in global interest rates. Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, offers his latest commentary, Hedging Stocks Against Rising Rates, saying investors should consider hedging the possible risk of higher interest rates with the addition of short-duration stocks, a potential way to manage risks while remaining invested in the markets. You can also follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. The euro was higher versus the U.S. dollar, while bond yields in the eurozone were mixed. The British pound also traded to the upside against the greenback and bond rates in the UK were higher. The UK FTSE 100 index was up 0.2% in its return to action following yesterday's holiday. France's CAC 40 index gained 0.8%. Germany's DAX index increased 0.7%. Italy's FTSE MIB index advanced 1.6%. Spain's IBEX 35 index rose 1.8%. And Switzerland's Swiss market index added 0.3%. The stocks in Asia finished mostly lower in lower than normal volume, with markets in China, Japan, and India closed for holidays. Choppiness remained as the markets awaited monetary policy decisions from a number of central banks across the globe, including the U.S. and the U.K., Meanwhile, the Reserve Bank of Australia hiked its benchmark interest rate for the first time since November of 2010, increasing its cash rate by 25 basis points, above estimates calling for a 15 basis point increase. Concerns remained regarding tighter monetary policies in Europe and the U.S., the ongoing war in Ukraine, the recent rally in the U.S. dollar, and the ultimate global economic impact of the COVID-induced lockdowns in China. Schwab's Lizanne Saunders, Jeffrey Kleintop, and Kathy Jones note in our latest Schwab Market Perspective, inflation's shadow. Rising prices and slowing demand have cast shadows on this year's economic outlook, especially as the Federal Reserve begins tightening monetary policy. Whether the situation will lead to a recession remains to be seen. Globally, there are signs that stretched supply chains are beginning to ease, potentially slowing the pace of inflation, which would be welcome news for investors and central bankers. The economic calendar in the region was light as consumer prices in South Korea came in hotter than expected for last month. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index nudged 0.1% to the upside after trading again following yesterday's holiday break. While South Korea's Kospi index was down 0.3%, and Australia's S&P ASX 200 index declined 0.4%. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will get underway with Australian construction and retail sales numbers, followed by British mortgage figures, a report on Eurozone retail sales, and a host of services data for major European nations.